help with a strata law issue or a building and construction matter. Sachs Girachi Lawyers is a leading Sydney law firm that can help. With over 20 years' experience, Sachs Girachi Lawyers focus on commercial litigation, building and construction, strata law and local government regulation issues. Now, here is your podcast. In December last year, there were a number of legislative updates to the New South Wales Strata Schemes Management Act 2015. Now, some of these changes will have a significant impact on strata schemes throughout New South Wales. To find out what some of these key changes are, today I'm talking with Clement Lowe, a lawyer from Sachs Girachi Lawyers. So, Clement, what are some of the key changes that have been made in the legislation? Yeah, that's a good question, Dan. Obviously, the changes came in on the 11th of December, 2023, and I'm not going to go through all of the the changes, but I'll just point out some of the key ones that might have more of a bearing in the day-to-day administration of, of a strata scheme. The first one is that there has been a change so that members of a strata committee are not only to be elected at each AGM, but can occur at any general meeting. And this is a change from the previous regime where members would be appointed essentially for a year and could only be removed um, by way of special resolution, which is 75% uh, vote uh, at a general meeting. And that brings me to the next change that's related to this is that a strata committee member can be removed by way of ordinary resolution now. So it's only more than 50% of the unit entitlement. So if you hold more than, sorry, if a vote is held and more than 50% of the unit entitlement votes in favour of removing a committee member, then that can pass. And also as part of that, if you're removed on that basis by way of a resolution at a general meeting, you are then not eligible for appointment or election uh, as a member of the Strata Committee for a period of 12 months commencing on the day uh, the resolution is passed. Another change that has occurred is the introduction of a 14-day levy notice period for levies uh, that have been struck for the purpose of carrying out emergency repairs. Mm-hmm. The, the term of emergency repairs is defined in, in the Act, but the 30-day period for levies that previously uh, occurred uh, or was required uh, still remains, but it's only for emergency repairs that the 14-day period um, can apply. Another change is that, and this is good news for pet owners, there's been some, uh, obviously some press and some commentary in relation to the ownership of pets in strata schemes but pet owners cannot now be subject, and it's explicit, that they cannot be subject to a bylaw that requires a bond or a fee to keep an animal. So essentially the animal inverted commas tax Mm. is outlawed. Another key change is that uh, there is now a mandatory requirement for all strata schemes to obtain two independent quotations for works that cost $30,000 or greater with some exemptions for emergency purpose work. This is a change because previously that requirement 
only applied to large strata schemes of 100 lots or more. So all uh, strata schemes are now subject to that requirement to uh, obtain those two quotations for works of more than $30,000. Another change is now a mandatory requirement for electronic records to be kept for strata records. That does not start, however, until 11 June 2024, but it does bring the Act into the post-COVID age uh, where strata searches can or should be able to be done mostly electronically and remotely rather than having to travel into a strata manager's physical office to inspect records. Although this requirement doesn't start until 11 June, there is also no requirement for only hard copy records Sorry, if, if there are current hard copy records, it doesn't mean that there has to be some kind of mass scanning operation to have those records um, all scanned electronically. I think the, I think the, uh, the Parliament has realised that for some large, older scheme, that would be a rather monumental task, but it's sensible to, to, to move that, to, to have that electronic records requirement a couple more changes. Now, fair trading has the ability and standing to seek the appointment of a compulsory manager. Uh, this uh, is a is a change where normally it has been lot owners who've normally had to go to the tribunal to seek the appointment of a compulsory manager. Some other small changes at the an annual general meeting in AGM. The uh, the requirement for notice is now 14 days, not seven. General meetings still have a seven-day notice period, but uh, there is a specific requirement for the annual general meeting to be to be to be held on 14 with at least 14 days notice. And the other change is that there is now an explicit allowance for voting to occur by people exercising a right by power of attorney. So you can appoint, uh, so a person can vote if they have the power of attorney of, of a lot owner. Uh, there are restrictions in terms of uh, how much, in terms of how much the power of attorney uh, can hold, but um, generally that, that that's not going to affect in individual lot owners who are in, in, in schemes where there's, there's often you know, many lots. Clement, there's uh, been a bit of banter since the introduction of the legislation, but what a sort of aspect of the legislation do you see that is sort of biting the most in a practical sense? Yeah, it's a good question, Dan. As as you've said, you know, as 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 legislation uh, is passed, there is always going to be some kind of practical effect, which is obviously what the lawmakers want to cause. The, the the big one in relation to the um, uh, uh, ability to remove strata committee members with an ordinary resolution uh, and the and the uh, prohibition of being reappointed for twelve months um, obviously has the ability to change the power dynamics within mm. owners corporations. For instance, the change from seventy five percent to fifty percent on the one hand will make it easier to remove unscrupulous or non-functioning or difficult members of, of strata committees, dictators, if that term could be used, who, who decide to uh, run 
the, the committee uh, solo. But obviously, the, on the flip side, you can see how that could be uh, the, the, the new lower threshold could be abused somewhat and I guess could increase the amount of background politicking and, and factions um, that might be brought to bear because if you only need 50%, you just mm. need to find some sympathetic lot owners and if you don't yeah. like people in the strata committee, it's not difficult to get a meeting call and then, then have them removed and, and removed for a, you know, for a, a not insignificant period of time. Yeah, true. 12 months is. So that that will work both ways. It's probably a good thing if it's if if it's used in good faith. But as you know, as we all know, it's it is open to to, to being potentially abused. But that that's that's the, the the that's one of the things that really does stand out. It's also some other practical implications of these changes are the the fact that the the legislation does seek to bring more rigour and more transparency to process and procedure. We can see that with the uh, implementation of the, the quotations requirement and also for mandatory requirement of electronic records. Obviously, you can lose records either electronic or hard copy, but it's a lot easier for, to reconstruct electronic records if people have downloaded them and, and you can um, regather them that way. The, uh, the other aspect that's of interest is the ability for fair trading to actually step in to potentially mm. commence proceedings for the appointment of a compulsory manager. As I said earlier, traditionally it's been aggrieved lot owners who've needed to step up to the plate and spend their own hard-earned money to pay for these proceedings and, and those proceedings uh, can be quite costly because of the burden of proof required to be successful in those types of applications. Uh, obviously, we don't know the approach that fair trading might take in relation to whether it will become involved, but mm. I think it's fair to say that that given their limited resources, that they'll only take on probably the, the, the cases that they see as the most meritorious and, and egregious cases of mismanagement. If there's any inkling of the fact that it's simply a personal uh, disagreement and animosity between strata committee members or members of the owners corporation. Generally, you can see fair trading wanting to not take sides and and, and not take that on. And so, but but there, there's some mm. uh, of the practical sort of uh, outworkings. I think you can see of three big ones that I can see um, out of out of the legislation. With the introduction of you know the potential intervention by fair trading, do you have concerns about their ability to resource at that end, and you know if they can't resource, then does that lead to blockages, frustrations, etc? That's uh, a good question. Uh, I mean, it's it's only an in, the legislation only allows them the power to do it. Ultimately, it will still remain a question for Department of Customer Service, which fair trading falls under, as to whether they take on those cases. Unfortunately, that's. It's probably the case, it's going to remain the case where a lot of the heavy lifting will unfortunately be or have to be done by, by individual lot owners and which and obviously you know, lot owners can, can band together in order to spread the cost. But 
but ultimately it's going to be a burden, I think, that they will have to bear. I mean, obviously the, uh, the most satisfactory position would be that if a, a compulsory manager wasn't required, but obviously in circumstances where there is mm. dysfunction, then, then, then it looks like remaining in the, uh, in the, um, in the wheelhouse of, of, of lot owners. So Stratic schemes obviously have got some homework to do. How can Saxarachi lawyers help? We, we advise uh, on a variety of strata issues. We act for both owners' corporations and lot owners in strata disputes. We provide advice on, for instance, holding meetings and strategies uh, as to when or not to uh, use strata legislation to obtain uh, the outcomes that that you might want. We have a vast experience in NCAT in, in dealing with these sorts of claims, compulsory uh, management appointment uh, claims, uh, and we're particularly uh, experienced also in litigating disputes in relation to building defects, uh, which is often a large part of an owner's corporations, particularly early on in in the life of an owner's corporation, the, the the defect claims that might need to be brought to bear on builders and developers for for unsatisfactory building work. Clement, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or need more information, simply call Sax Girachi on 02 9331 5177. 